This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Morning. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Enterprise. Free W encourages women to go out of their comfort zone, to explore their free will, discover their inner powers, and build sisterhood bonds across borders through motorcycling experiences. Motorcycles are used as a vehicle to challenge gender stereotypes and access both physical and emotional freedom while contributing to the economic independence of fellow women, especially in tourism and motorcycling industries. Why am I saying this? I took this out from uh, the, the website from FreeW, and I'm here with the founder, Alison Grun. I was very intrigued about motorcycles and freedom. Um, I've got to start off with asking you, Alison, how did you end up in Malaysia? Well, my job, uh, basically, I used to work for the telco operator Orange. And uh, seven years ago, uh, they sent me to Malaysia to open our representative office. And I was in charge of Malaysia, Philippines and Singapore. And uh, that's what brought me to Malaysia in the first place. And, um, and it's been seven years. All right. It's been seven years. So this is... Uh, okay. And then... I want to ask, when did you pick up motorcycling? Well, motorcycling, I did, I never really picked it up, to be honest, because I was born in it, so to speak. Like, my father rides, my mother rides, and I think I was four, yeah, four years old when I first went on the back of my dad's bike, and we did a major road trip all across France. So I think I was already, like, into it uh, as soon as I was born. Um, but I had my first scooter when I was 14 years old, and then my first... A bike, a Harley Davidson, when I was 19 years old, and did my first uh, motorcycle solo road trip when I was 20. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't feel like I picked it up. It's always been part of my life. Right. It's in your DNA. It's in your blood. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, Free W, what made you decide to start this? When did you start this? So, I started Free W. So, Free W, I have to say, the W is for women and wheel. So, free wheel, free woman. And what made me start it? So, as I said, uh, motorcycling has always been in my DNA, but when I moved to Asia and I started riding, um, I wanted to find like fellow people to ride with. And I started riding with Malaysian women and I started traveling around Asia. And I realized that what I took for granted and my freedom of choice and my freedom of taking any activity that I enjoyed and this ability as well to sometimes switch off from my, you know, stressful job and, you know, family responsibilities or whatever, um, true motorcycling, it's a little bit like going on a retreat for me when I go ride my bike and it's a little bit reconnecting with myself, you know. I realized that that was a right. real chance that I had and that it was not the case for many women. And especially in Asia, with this concept of women empowerment and independence, it's all good. But I feel that it's a lot, just a lot more pressure on women. And I see, I, I, I experienced that I met so many women who have really like mental health issue of having all this pressure. And yes, they feel more independent and have jobs, but they still have the family pressures and the expectations of being a good wife, a good mother, a good sister, a good corporate leader and everything. And um, and I was inspired by the Malaysian woman I met that who rode bikes because when you when we are riding together, we're just women. You know, we're just women 
who are looking for the same values and the same, uh, you know, escape, mental escape in a way sometimes, and to reconnect with our womanhood. And, and I wanted to extend that to other women. And I just wanted to give that opportunity to other women to experience that and to reconnect with their wild side, to reconnect with themselves, and, and also to go out of that comfort zone and realize that neurocycling is a little bit like life. A lot of things, um, there are a lot of things that women also um, think they are not capable of. We have a lot of self limiting beliefs. And motorcycling is one example. But when you get to it and you do it, then you realize that it opens up so many opportunities. So, so that's how it started. And I said, okay, I see this amazing Malaysian woman and I want to share that with others. And that's how I started. Is this your full-time business right now or do you still have, you know, working and this is a, a business uh, that you've started? So I started this business in uh, June 2020 and um, I'm still working on the side but uh, doing consulting work. So I'm also uh, consulting with Fujila, uh, you know, with Deborah Henry. So I'm working with her um, a few days per month and I'm also um, doing and consulting on B2B sales training. So uh, I would say that CW is my main focus, but I also have, I need to, I need to pay the rent and buy my food. So I also do a little bit of consulting. Uh, so many business development and B2B sales consulting and coaching. Right. Why did you decide to start this in the pandemic? Mm. Well, I didn't really start. I mean, it was not really your choice, basically. So I decided to start it and it happened that it was in the pandemic. So when I say I started in June, it's because when I created my the company, the local entity, but I had started thinking about it early in the year, in January. So, you know, of course, that was not the right moment. And initially I started. So in terms of offering, I have motorcycle tools, motorcycle events, and I give motorcycle classes. So initially in the pandemic, I started with, um, I wanted to start it with motorcycle tours. So these obviously I put on, a, on hold. Um, however, the pandemic allowed me to refocus on Malaysia and not only Asia and, and to see the, the gap that there was in terms of riding skills and that there was a real need in terms of teaching. So for example, my Malaysian women riders or aspiring riders, they were really keen to go to other countries and meet other women riders and go to rural areas and explore and go to, on adventure tours. But they were not confident enough, most of them, on the riding skills. And then I started digging deeper and I realized that a lot of women either take the riding license, but then they go on the road and they freak out because at the riding school, you don't really learn how to ride safely and properly. Or they do ride uh, but, they, but they didn't build the confidence to be able to, you know, actually explore, which is super frustrating for me because I'm like, that's the whole point of motorcycling, you know. So, yeah, so during the pandemic, I focused a little bit more on that and also the events. I started doing online events. So where we can connect. So every month um, I run online workshops and presentations with women riders from all over the world. So the last one was... Um, about basic motorcycle maintenance. So it's also about, you know, building confidence of existing women riders with knowledge and, and trainings. So uh, we did a presentation about motorcycle maintenance and I had 135 registration from 20 different countries. So it's also this, 
you know, mind opening and the fact, and that's what I love about motorcycling is that independent from our culture, from our language, from our background, we are all women and, mm. and we have so much more in common than we think, so much more in common than we think. And, and motorcycling really highlights that. Right. So tell me about your, your classes and tours, the, the, the ones that you are planning to have if there was no pandemic. Um, so the classes, I'm giving both road riding classes. So it's really like private coaching. It's, I, I even call that coaching because I really adapt to the ambitions and the goals of my students. So I never take more than three students at a time in a closed area. So those, my, those are my road riding motorcycle classes. And then I give also motocross classes for those who want to try dirt bike. Um, I also give, um, so recently I've also started doing uh, corporate events. So more like group events when I get other coaches with me. And, um, and here we do either something around safe riding, awareness building and some basic training. Um, so that's what we do for, for corporate, for example. In terms of tours, um, so in Malaysia in particular, uh, what I started offering is also for women who are not too sure, they'd like to try, but they don't, is it for me? Um, sometimes I take them on motorcycle tours, so actually men and women, and, um, and I take them on the back of my bike and I get them to experience uh, what it is to ride and so on. Uh, but adventure tours where women ride their own bike, I have a tour in Nepal, in Iran, in Myanmar, and in uh, India. So I've got four different tours today. Um, and the key concept is to take a group of women riders from anywhere in the world and to get them to experience the life of local women and indirectly or directly through our tours to contribute to their economic activities. So it's, it's really about, you know, reconnecting with one womanhood and, and contributing to the economic empowerment of the women of the countries where, that we are visiting. Okay, I want to talk a little bit more about that. So you have partnerships in Nepal, India, Myanmar, and oh, Iran. Okay, very interesting. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, I'm here with uh, Alison Groon from FreeW. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Beats, funk, mixtapes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, this is Free Liu. If you've just joined us, I'm here with Alison Groon from FreeW. Uh, it's two wheels to free will. I believe it's their tagline. And what she does is uh, she encourages women to go out of their comfort zone, to explore their free will, discover their inner powers, and build sisterhood bonds across borders through motorcycling experiences. You know, you're talking about your classes and tours. My, I'm going to say I'm interested. Uh, I don't have a bike. What do I do? Uh, for the tour or for the motorcycle classes? Uh, for the for the motorcycle classes. Uh, no worries, I'm providing the bike. So Ooh. I have a yeah, I have a Yamaha FZ. I actually purposefully because I'm a at heart I'm a Harley rider. I've always been riding Harley Davidson. But obviously, when I decided, I, I didn't want to, to coach initially, but I thought there was a real need. I, I saw the need for women to build their confidence to 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 feel more confident on the road, both on road and off road, actually. And and so I bought purposefully, a Yamaha FZ 150cc, 
Uh, so that's the type of bike you see very often on the road. And that's the ideal type of bike to start because it's a clutch bike. The position is like a sports bike and it's very similar to the bike you would see, uh, you would use at riding school for the B-Full license. However, it's 150cc and it's much, much lighter and less powerful than what you can get at the riding school. Women, I have heard so many stories, women, they go to the riding school, they tell them, can you ride? If they say no, they say, okay, go learn and come back. Or they know the basics, they've learned some clutch bike, for example, and then they want to take the B-Full and suddenly, you know, the guy gives them like these big 650cc bikes and go ahead, you know? So, of course, like many women just give up and freak out. So, um, so yeah, so I'm teaching on this. So no worries, you don't need to have a bike. And, and for the motorcycle tours, um, as I said, in Malaysia, you can hop on the back of my bike. Um, and for the adventure tours in Nepal, Iran, depending on the, on the destination, we're thinking of giving the opportunity, uh, the option. You know, for, I'm thinking Nepal would be a bit challenging because the road is really challenging. But in other areas, we, we can actually offer the option for women to come with a friend or, you know, to, to be a passenger. So I've, I've had a few asks like that. And, and even, even I'm thinking of um, having the possibility to offer, you know, two or three spots in the support car. You know, if there are women who want to experience it and, you know, go on the back of a bike from time to time. So, uh, so that would be an option, definitely. Right. And, and I realize uh, you actually raised some money uh, recently. Yes, indeed. Tell me about that. So, um, so as I said, the first motorcycle tour that I wanted to organize was in Nepal. Uh, Nepal completely touched my heart uh, when I traveled there in the mountains. And I was really frustrated to travel by bike with those, um, you know, 40 to 50 years old Belgian guys who are amazing friends to me. I love them. But I was the only woman, and as much as I was enjoying my trip, I was a little bit frustrated as well because I was like, I want to take more of my time. I want to talk to those women in the rural areas. I want to understand how they manage to make food out of nothing. And you know, I, 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 you know, guys, they just wanted to go to the next place, and I just thought, okay, we need to travel a bit differently. So. Um, I talked to those guys in Nepal who became really good friends and went back there. And so we started to conceptualize this tour for women. And obviously, uh, it had to be canceled. It was supposed to happen in April 2020. But during that process, one of the key things was to have local women riders, Nepalese women riders, travel mm. with us and even better, be tour guides because I wanted to talk to Nepalese women and I knew they wouldn't talk to me, uh, even mm. in Nepalese, to guys, mm. to 25, 30 years old guys. They wouldn't be as honest. So I told the, my friends, Sushant and, and, the two, and, and the guys there, I said, you need to find me women writers. And they say, ah, but Alison, you're crazy. You know, women in Nepal, they don't write and even less become tour guides. I said, well, if you want customers and if you want me to organize the tour, that's the condition. And they found them. And actually now an increasing number of women riders start riding in Nepal. So I started connecting with those local women and I did an interview. So I ran a lot of interviews with women in Asia who ride motorcycles. And um, I connected with this young girl, Yorbisha, who's 24 years old. And was passionate about motorcycles, who dreams of being a, a tour guide. And uh, she started uh, an association to encourage women to ride bikes in Nepal. So 
a month ago, she came, she reached out to me and she said, Alison, we want to do this tour that you wanted to organize a year ago. I found three other women. Uh, we want to go to Upper Mustang. It's one of the most challenging rides um, to do. And, um, but, and I'm looking for sponsors, but, you know, local Nepali sponsors, we don't have enough money. Can you help us? And I said, yeah, sure. Let, let's try to do a crowdfunding platform. So I started a crowdfunding platform and we managed to raise two, 2,300 USD. The target was 1,007 actually. So with the extra money, we could buy like sanitary pads and educational materials so that during their tours, they were able to distribute that to girls in schools as well. Um, and yeah, so that was a premiere. So for me, it was like, you know, I talk about it and I have shivers because this tour that we could not do ourselves, it's even more impactful to have allowed and enabled those girls to do it themselves and take their own leadership and, you know, challenge stereotypes because a group of Nepalese women riding together alone in the mountains, like that's the first that never happened. So, um, yeah. So is what you're doing a social enterprise or do you plan to turn this into a social enterprise? Yes, I call it a social enterprise. I would say it's a social enterprise, but I'm not necessarily pushing it too much for the reason that in Malaysia, I think the concept of social enterprise is, is not totally understood. When you talk about social enterprise, people think charity. And I'm, I'm, I'm a strong believer that social impact can only happen if it's sustainable. And so I want mm. to provide market value. I want to provide market value. I want to provide a value proposal to people so that they give me money because they get value out of it. And then this money, of course, I want to use it for social impact. Um, but yeah, so social enterprise. Okay, right. So, okay, there's Nepal. What about your collaborations with India, Iran and Myanmar? How did that happen? Uh, through women writers, to the international community of women writers. And that's the, that's the amazing thing with motorcycling and what I love most about it. Uh, you know, this, this money that I raised for the Nepalese women in two weeks is just like women, bikers and riders all over the world relaying the message, you know. Um, and so in Iran, it's an Iranian friend of mine who's a digital nomad, Massa. Um, who, who would be leading the tour. In India, it's a friend as well, uh, Jai. She's an Indian. She lives in Hyderabad and she has an NGO where she teaches women in India to ride two-wheelers and three-wheelers to access economic opportunities of delivery and, and to be able to travel safely in India as well. So she's the one organizing mm. the tour in India. In Myanmar, uh, unfortunately, obviously, with the current situation, I don't think Myanmar yeah. is going to happen soon. Uh, that's very unfortunate. But I was relying on um, on an American woman who's based in Myanmar for was based in Myanmar for over ten years. Uh, so every time I rely on a network of women writers to be able to organize those tours. So it's more like let's travel with a local. Right. right. All, well, all the best. It's a it's a pleasure speaking to you. I've been speaking to Alison Grun from Free W. You've been listening to Enterprise BFM eighty nine point nine. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.